It is time now to spotlight Snow Lake Lithium. The Canadian miner is looking to take advantage of the push towards electrification. It's expanding its portfolio. The company's CEO, Philip Gross, is with us now. Congratulations to you and your team. Expanding, looking for partnerships with some of the automakers. You rang the bell yesterday at the NASDAQ, moving our world forward. Tell us a little bit about the company for those who aren't as familiar with the company. Thank you, Nicole, uh, and thank you for having us today. Yeah, it was, it was quite an exciting event yesterday. Um, you know, standing there in the NASDAQ at the, uh, at the heart of one of the, you know, greatest empowering factors in uh, innovation over the past half century and, and joining that uh, uh, tradition is, uh, is quite a humbling experience. Um, at Snow Lake, uh, we are a Manitoba-based resource uh, with currently 11 million tons of uh, lithium identified, and we're going to expand that uh, exponentially, hopefully. Um, and the plan is that, you know, we're going to play a critical role in the electrification of the automobile fleet, which is now a firm reality. I mean, uh, a couple of years ago, it was ambitious. It was aspirational. Uh, but today, you know, looking at the, the numbers, at the demand, uh, the consumer-driven demand, uh, we're looking at a reality now where, you know, 1.4 billion cars in the world are going to be electrified. It's a question of whether it takes a decade or two decades, but this is happening, this is now. And the expansion rate of the company, uh, does it feel fast as you look for partnerships? Well, I, I think the, you know, the, the speed of which we're gonna accelerate is based on what's happening in the world. Um, the, the fact is, is that today, when you look at you know, the North American automobile uh, situation, there's 300 million cars between the US and Canada. Um, and there's millions of cars of commitments that are being made by the OEMs and by all the major manufacturers towards electrification, but the lithium does not exist. North America has today currently zero uh, lithium production. Um, it just does not exist. 85% um, of the global lithium processing is controlled by China, and China has 300 EV manufacturers within their borders. So their strategy, which they embarked on over a decade ago, um, is really... Uh, it's a cunning strategy. It's a strategy that will enable them to really dominate the uh, the, the next century of automobile uh, manufacturing and sales. And uh, the North American market, if they're going to meet those commitments uh, on the electrification, they're going to have to find the raw materials and secure that supply chain in order to be uh, relevant. Um, and uh, this, this remains an existential threat to them. So uh, being able to source lithium within the continent and being able to process it accordingly, I think will be a huge advantage um, for the North American automobile market. So we, you know, continue to expand at the, the pace that's required of us based on the demand, based on, you know, the consumer driven interest and based on the fact that the automobile manufacturers have, you know, deployed intense capital towards uh, the electrification, as we're seeing with, you know, Ford and GM and Tesla. Um, and then the newcomers like Rivian, Lucid, and Lordstown, who are all making huge moves in that direction. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think you're making a great point to uh, do more of it here in North America, particularly as China really, as you noted, um, really has a jump on this and in some case, you know, can hoard things related to rare earth and the things we need for batteries overall. And so with your company, what's interesting is this will create the world's first all electric lithium mine. And, um, you know, domestic supply here is very important. That being said, I know that um, you're working towards um, 
talking with these automotive manufacturers. You mentioned some of the great names. Tell us about how far along you are with finding a partner to make this all happen and help build the factories that you need. Sure. Well, the, the, the fact remains that today, if you are going to mine lithium in North America, there is nowhere to, at the moment, there is nowhere to actually process it on the continent. Uh, in other words, to take it from the uh, spodumene concentrate level to the hydroxide level, um, there, there is a gap there. And it's being addressed currently. There are people who are, uh, and companies that are trying to, you know, accelerate that and make that process happen. But at the moment, this thing stands, there isn't. And if you look around the world, at places uh, like Chile and like Asia, we are seeing that the, uh, there's a huge amount of talk of nationalization. There's uh, drawbridges are being drawn uh, and moats are being filled. So um, there, there is a pressing urgency uh, for the North American industry to be able to address that and supply that. Um, and as, as we've mentioned, in terms of the, the current dialogue, you know, we've, we've had dialogues, um, as we've announced, with the provincial government uh, in uh, Canada, in Manitoba, um, and we are trying to progress that discussions with some of the U.S. Uh, uh, government uh, authorities as well so that we can uh, make that go forward. We recently presented at a conference where um, it was critical minerals in Manitoba was the, the title of the conference, and attending were the likes of Tesla and Ford and LG and Panasonic, et cetera. Mm. Um, and we are hoping to progress those dialogues along as we progress the project to the full commercial production. What we really are looking for is a partner because I think the, uh, the partnership is going to be important in getting that into the battery and, and ultimately into the car. I like that. I, I, you know, that sounds like a cool presentation. I'm sure everybody would be uh, learning a lot if they were able to see um, this presentation. That being said, you talk about some of the big names that attended. Um, at the same time, the administration now, I'm curious to see, you know, as you said, you've, you're beginning to reach out and work with them perhaps going forward. You know, there's always the idea of, um, you know, when you get subsidies or, or things like that or support from the administration, are you likely to get more support or more pushback? Well, you know, our, 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 the message that we've uh, tried to broadcast, convey to, to you know, government is that we're, we're not looking, it's not that we're, we would say no to subsidies, but our an issue is not really the subsidization. Our issue really is the support. Um, you know, this is only going to happen at a very high level. Uh, first of all, the, the, you know, the cross-border interests have to be aligned, um, and we need to, and we really need that high-level government uh, support to be able to make this happen and to be able to make this function. Um, and like I said, there, this this threat is existential. I, I, sometimes I feel like the, the the guy in Times Square standing on a soapbox screaming, "The end of the world is nigh." But when you talk about the amount of lithium that is required, it does not exist today. There, there, it's not just that in North America. In the, in the world today, lithium has been an ignored commodity uh, forever. Until about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, it was not even a mainstream uh, commodity that people knew about. Um, and today, we're, we're talking about it in, in terms on, on, you know, literally on, on all the networks and all the newspapers, uh, because the future is going to be lithium. Um, and we've spent 70 years, uh, you know, of a fossil fuel dependence, um, geopolitical entanglements, and, and we're now going to pivot to a, a completely new world of, of a lithium entanglement. And that's what we're seeing happening now uh, between the U.S. and other uh, global manufacturers who are now going to be vying for the same market share, because ultimately, 
you know, the market share that one has in the combustion engine does not necessarily translate into the electric uh, landscape in, in the same fashion. So when uh, right. Ford or GM, when they decide to go electric, they are not going to necessarily be able to maintain that market share. And they have to go and fight for that again now, especially with some of the newcomers that have come to the market in the past couple of years with, you know, great technology, great innovation and well capitalized. Um, so the urgency is definitely there. Um, and I think it's it's becoming the consciousness is now being awakened and people are becoming cognizant of this issue and hopefully you're addressing it accordingly. Right. And for you, a pro in this business, this has been your, you know, obviously your heart and soul. Uh, you must feel like a broken record, but it's one day at a time, one group at a time. I'm glad you were able to join me here today on the network to teach us more about what is it, it that we need to do, because these car companies, obviously, you know, it's something we've been talking about. They have these big goals for electrification but they're just not going to have the materials to be able to meet that. And so, um, you know, you got to have all the all the parts of the recipe. I see what you're saying. Philip Gross, thank you so much for joining us. At least you had your chance to shout it out right here with us. Until next time, thank you very much. Philip Gross, CEO of Snowy. Thank you very Olympian. much for Thanks. having me.